and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. <laughs> we are live in the studio, Woo! back again. Live from the Country Club Plaza. After a little bit of mental break with that Labor Day weekend, Jeez, I guarantee our guests missed us. <laughs> They're like, oh man, why do we have to have holidays? We don't get a new drop of you know Timmy and Lance. People are calling the studio going, please, please, <laughs> yes. don't take a week off. What would you end up doing? So we went to the, uh, the, down to the lake. So, you know, I'm one of those kind of guys. I, I have a little bit of FOMO and every year, you know, I'm like, but I'm not a good planner. Yeah. So, so I got FOMO, but I'm not a good planner. Those two things don't go together. Cause you know, I'm like the guy that, you know, after the, the great chiefs game, you know, Browns, oh I'm like, man, why didn't I buy tickets? You know, it's like, that would have been a great one to go to or something, you know, but I just, of course, after, at, the at, end, at the end, it's always like <laughs> that. In the middle, you're like, this is not. Yeah, good. right. And same thing you know, every year for Labor Day or Memorial Day, depending on the, you know, front of the back of the summer, you know, I'm always like, you know, what are you doing? Oh, uh, we're going to the lake. Everyone's going to the lake, going to the lake. I feel like I'm the only one up here in the whole city not going <laughs> to the lake. Well, this year, we went down to the lake with uh, three other families, and there was like eighteen of us total with kids. Oh, and, and and we had Did someone have a house there. We got two Airbnbs. They were oh. in the same cove. They were like two or three houses apart, like almost brand new. So the houses were real nice. You That's know, this awesome. wasn't like all beat up lake living. And of course, you know, gorgeous dock with these huge boats all around us. And you know, it's it's the lake is one of those kind of places where I go, and I'm always like, I get drawn in, kind of like. Man, I would just love to live here. House. We should get a lake house. It's like when you go to Disney World, right? I had the same feeling. You get sucked in and you're like, we got to buy these Mickey Mouse plates. Like you you just <laughs> want everything they have so badly. And then you get back to reality, you know, and you're kind of like, what? Why do we have these Donald Duck mugs? You know, why did we buy? Because you get sucked into that environment. It's all wonderful inside the gates. And the same thing with lake. I think the lake is obviously a little bit different because, but I, because it's just, the lake right but right. of course i don't think i'd like to live there during the winter and right and, you know and then and there's you know and it's it's they don't have you know chick-fil-a right around the corner and yeah. the grocery store is probably you know slightly different than the one that's stocked here and there's no trader joe you know what i yeah. mean so you kind of start to think well is this all that it's made up to be it's probably more of a nice place to visit than it is to live and so but we had a great time we had a boat and a couple of jet skis and some oh, okay. the paddle. rental came with a boat no 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 oh, no 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 yeah, really? no, we rented the boat and all that. Okay. So it was a little bit of a pricey weekend, but took the kids and and um Michelle and I had a great time. And so my my younger two went, my oldest is in school, you know, or college. So he wanted to hang out with KU or K State. KU. KU. And so um, but anyway, had a great time with all of them and and it was just, you know, felt like I was at least part of what everybody else quote everybody else was doing that oh, weekend. Yeah. So what about you? You had some weddings going on, but yeah. you had a bigger weekend this weekend with the plaza run yeah, and everything yeah, i did the plaza 10k which yeah. was cool my first time to ever do any kind of an organized run uh-huh i mean i think when you know van was in sunnyside i think i did a what? 5k okay. walk now did you used to run a long time ago or no long time ago okay. i mean 15 years ago okay i used to run okay and i haven't run and well since then i really haven't run since then now, yeah. i walk every day so I mean, it yeah. wasn't like i was just yeah. off the couch to yeah. go run it uh, but I ended up, I had a, uh, someone I was running with just 
that I met right there yeah. at the race. Well, of course, is that unexpected for right. Timmy Gibson? <laughs> I mean, it was cool. We, we didn't need selfies. to know where you were. Yeah. We just had to get a little bit of a bird's eye view where there's a big crowd. It's yeah. like eight-year-old soccer. They're all following Timmy around, you know. You're over there selfie in. Yes, and... I was. It was a blast. It was such a fun time. So I... what did you like about it? What, 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 what was the motivation to do it? Well, one was the challenge. Okay. Just my age, um, thinking, you know what? I've never run a 10K, but I, I bet I could or get close to And a 10K is six. 6.2 okay. miles, Okay. Okay. And I just, it was almost like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to force yeah. myself to do it. And then yeah. I found a buddy that said, I'll do it. He's a runner. Yeah. Okay. And so he called me the next day. He goes, hey, I registered. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, this is on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. So I went on and registered. I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. And, uh, the, 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 you know, 5,000 people all descended on the plaza. There was uh -huh. a bunch of cheer people cheering on. The, you just get to walk out oh, your front door, it, I did, I no parking <laughs> stretch, you know, five minutes before the race. Oh, good yeah. morning folks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And just, uh, yeah, walk down there and just tons of people and start talking and doing selfies and people super friendly, super friendly. So what's your, I'm always curious when I see your selfies online, what's your, do you, are you just like all courageous and no shame? Are you just like, Hey guys, get in here. No self. Like what, yep. what? Okay. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. As soon as I got, they have you line up, which this was all new to me. Uh -huh. but there's these people stand there with these right. big signs. Yeah. Right? They're going to pace you. Yeah. Here's yeah our if you're pace. a 10 minute pacer, you're here a seven minute year. Yep. Yeah. So I just guessed. Okay. Like I just was like, uh, I guess this sounds right yeah. to me. There's more cute girls in this pack than there that's is the exactly other. <laughs> <laughs> that's not entirely not true. That's, that's not entirely uh, the case. Um, so yeah, I just found my pack and just sat that stood there and, you know, people were chit chatting and sure. And someone that knew me, I couldn't think of his name, but someone, I recognized him, but he came here, he goes, Timmy Gibson. I go, Hey, I was like, what's up? Uh -huh. And, uh, he was, you know, talking to me as you, you know, this, first time i was like, yeah man it's my first time and yeah and uh so then the person i was just standing next to i said hey let's do a big group selfie everybody was like yeah and they yeah. jumped in the picture and uh so how did you end up getting hooked up with your running buddy she was standing there in in the same pacing uh -huh. spot and uh i just said hey how you doing and she says good you know just yeah. start chit-chatting and then the run started was she by herself or did she have a yeah friend? yeah she was by herself okay uh, and the guy that i came with uh, yeah. bill he was actually a, he's a runner, right. so he was up front Yeah, and, uh, we started chit chatting and I've never run. And when I say never, not in the last 10 years have I run more than a mile without stopping. Like I would run a mile, then walk a mile, run a mile, walk a mile. Well, <laughs> I was enjoying the conversation with this, uh, woman so much that mile one came and went Sure, mile two came oh, and yeah. went mile three. And I'll never forget when I saw the sign for mile three in my mind, I was like, what Whoa. the freak i'm running yeah and got past mile three coming up on i'll tell four. you what's even more impressive is that you were running and talking yeah because it's one thing i'm not a big talker when i run because i like to just get my breath into control yeah but when you're when you're talking and running that even you're taking about another 20 percent of your yeah. respiratory power just yes. to pull that off so yeah. so even more kudos to you well, thank you if you would have shut your mouth you probably could have gone five or six miles probably. <laughs> i i did laugh because there was a couple times that i uh i was just silent and she was too and i once i could kind of talk i said right. i'm sorry i go i i just when i'm not talking i just i need to catch my breath and, yeah and she was laughing and and yeah so i got to mile four and i was like i i need to yeah 
I'm going to have to, I have to walk my legs are like, I'm just feeling yeah. it. I'm like, I've got to pace myself. Yeah. So yeah, I walked for about a half. About so a she went on. Hour. Yeah. She went on and did uh, you see her ever again? Uh, uh-uh. nope. Okay. No, nope. connected on through social media. Yeah. We've connected since then. Um, yeah, but she, you we, should have taken a selfie with you, like in a makeup mock shift hospital bed and, you know, send it to, you know, <laughs> send it to her. Once you pulled away, I, <laughs> yeah. I did send her a message and I, I told her this morning, um, you'll be happy. I waited 24 hours, Good. but I did just leave her message. I said, Hey, I just want you to know, I really, really appreciate the distraction. Mm-hmm. I said, I said, chatting with you made me not realize how much pain I was in. <laughs> and so it, I did a lot better. Your, your experience is, is, is not much different than what I had 20 years ago. I remember, uh, I was working as a referee at all American indoor sports, worked the front counter and everything. This was my, you know, going to school is my little part-time job. And you could get a membership at Overland park. Uh, was it a racket club? Anyway, it was, it was over off of Metcalf. So it was kind of hidden. Oh, back the Overland at, park racket club at 103rd Metcalf. Yeah. 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 And, uh, it was kind of like one street off from, Yeah. And the same thing happened to me. I remember went over there on a Sunday or something and, and was running and was probably going to do 30 minutes on the treadmill or something. And I just remember a attractive woman got on next to me and, and boy, I stayed on that thing for like an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, you know, and, and the same thing. I was just like, I'm, you know, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but you know, I was within five feet of, of, you know, beauty and I was, wasn't going to, I was going to try to, you know, take my, get my opportunity there. So, and, and didn't even talk to her, of course, but, it, <laughs> but the things that we do for, uh, you know, attraction. I was just going to say the same thing. There's been times I've been in the gym and if there's an attractive woman next to me, I'm like, yeah, put more weight on there. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. These things that really, you know, create long-term lasting relationships, That's right? right. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, no, fantastic weekend. Um, it's good to be back. Good to be chatting with you. We you we took the week off mm-hmm. for for the Labor Day. I think Re- the like I, Labor Day. Yeah. yeah, Labor Day. And then the, like the week before that, I think you were doing those little small town runs visits. Weren't so fun. Yeah. I, I, was that was that the week before Labor Day or? Yeah, that was the okay. week before. I was gonna go on vacation down to Destin, Florida, and then oh, decided okay. I was gonna save the money. Plus, I just got back from Maine anyway. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna save the money. And then that week, I rather than just going, ah, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna skip my vacation and just work. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna vacate. Yeah. So every day, I took off to a little new town within two hours of Kansas City. That's cool. Yeah, visited a bunch of cute little towns yeah. and restaurants and coffee yeah. shops. You look like you had a great time. Oh, met some great people. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. What's so, the, what's the, and this is a random question. Yeah. What's the furthest you would drive for a wedding? Um, I've done three hours, uh, take the back. No, I've done four. I've done down to Tulsa. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Uh, but that basically takes your, that's like taking your whole weekend. Yeah. They have to pay me a lot yeah. to do that. I've done yeah. Colorado. I've done okay. Austin, Texas. Uh, okay. I mean, they have to pay for it all. I mean, yeah. they pay for it. But sure. Yeah. I'll do anywhere. As long as, as long as they pay for it, I'm good. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of yeah. a random, but yeah. Yeah. So good topic today though. I'm excited about it. I am too. I think we're going to have a lot of, uh, feedback and conversation that'll happen online on this too. Uh, talk about soulmates. Yeah. You know, you and I come from a very, uh, religious or, you know, whatever yeah. kind of background where, you know, at the time that we were knit together in in God's hands or in our mother's womb, God was also knitting together our partners, right, right? up there in the <laughs> in the spousal factory. <laughs> and the I soul. need an A three with an A, you know, G four because those two go together. So the whole idea of soulmates, 
it makes for great movies. And what, what I think spurred part of this conversation is I read a book, um, or I just finished a book called, uh, the soulmate equation. Yeah. And it's a fictional, it's a novel, Oh, okay. it's a fiction, but it's, a, it's based on, or it's similar to, I guess someone said there's a show on Netflix like that. I think it's called the one, but anyway, they take a DNA test and it's, it's just like a match, just like match.com or any other, they match you, but not based upon all the information, okay. but it's your DNA. So it's the information, right. your organic. not your likes or dislikes or things right. like that, but right. this is physiologically. Like, yes. Okay. You're biologically okay. matched. Woo. And so what, what I thought was fascinating about the book, it, it's really a great book. Everybody, I would highly recommend it. If you like those kind of books, it's, it's really, really good. Cause there's drama and you think, now how oh did you gosh, get recommended to you? I just saw it on the bookshelf Oh, okay. and I love the word yeah. soulmate. And I was like, Ooh, that's, I wonder what this is. And I grabbed, it and I was like, Oh, it's a novel. Yeah. And I, you know, I read the panel. I'm like, yep, I'm buying it. Okay. Uh, so this isn't a spoiler alert, but there's a, there's a part what's cool is because it's a book. They actually meet before they matched. They were at a coffee shop and she noticed him and got a little tickle in her but tummy. But didn't know it. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. The, you know, you know what is the reader, but yeah. as, as, they're unaware. They're unaware. She had tickles in her tummy for him. He saw her and got a, got flush. Mm -hmm. And so there was some kind of a connection. Well, then months and months, months later, they submitted or she submitted her DNA and boom, she got a match and it happened to be this guy. Right. Anyway. Oh so then, then goes into the drama. It's a great book. Okay. Um, and, and part of the drama of the book was, you know, what if we wouldn't have been biologically matched? Would we have been as committed to try to see if this works? Which goes back to a lot of things that you've preached at me, encouraged me in, is, you know, just date, 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 date and not giving something time to maybe grow. Right, right. And that's a lot about what the book was, is that what if the, it, they weren't a match? Mm-hmm would they still pursue it because in their minds they're like, no, we're soulmates. Like we match. So let's make this yeah. like, this is it. Yeah. Is that information what led you to make, you know, the hard decisions to keep struggling through or was it your love for each other? And it was such a fascinating dilemma that like take away that some outside company is saying you're a match. So in other words, if someone called me and said, Timmy, I took your blood, and so-and-so mm -hmm. is your perfect match. Would that make me more, uh, more, would it encourage me more to like give her more grace, really work it out, try to really get to know her, really mm -hmm. try to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what's yeah. feeding the relationship. Right. Because I think in our culture, it's so swipe, 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 swipe. Well, uh, what, what you're yeah. describing is very interesting because it, it's, the starting place for a relationship in, in, in the framework of how you think about it is very important. You know, if, if you think if you're, if you're a strong Christian believer or you're, you know, religious doesn't have to be Christian, but right. you know, I don't know. Into if, the mis mystical thing. Yeah. Into anything, you know, I don't know other religions if they believe those types of things, you know, or not, or, or just think about, you know, um, you know, more middle Eastern sometimes with arranged, arranged. marriage, you know, and, but again, that's a starting place, right? We were arranged by our families, you know, in, in the Christian faith and in, 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 in you go back even further in the Christian faith, right? It's like, how do you get to someplace with soulmates? Well, it starts with the fact that 
that you believe that there's this personal God that's really interactive with you in your life specifically. Yes. You were called and created by God for a specific purpose and you better figure out what that is yeah. and don't waste your life. The same thing. So that, that just bleeds over into God's also got someone out there for you. I remember when I was little, you know, I was thinking, wonder where she is. You know, does she live in California, <laughs> you know? And it's like later you were like, no, she lives wherever you're going to be. You know, if, if I would have moved to North Dakota and set up shop life up there, probably would have found a wife up there in North yep. Dakota, you know? And so that, that, that starting place is very important in how you understand it. And I, I gotta be honest, that was a big, you know, that, that was a big error on my part, a fallacy that I believed in that would have helped me tremendously had I, um, have thought about, you know, the relationships differently a little bit yeah. and, and, you know, realizing that, that it's not just, you know, there's things there that maybe you line up on from a religious perspective or spiritual perspective, yeah. but that in no way equates to success in the relationship. Right. And so, you know, I like the things you're saying here. It's like, you know, if, if you believe those types of things, you become very passive. Yeah. But if you almost, and that's why, you know, I'm just, thoughts are going crazy in my mind right now. But I always said, you know, when we got divorced, I don't believe this, but I just thought it was kind of an interesting you know, to make, cause I'm very much a, I always say to Michelle or anyone, you know, I'm like, I, I'm not looking for a transactional relationship. You know, it's not a one for one or, you know, keeping score or anything. Yeah, tit for tat. Right. I don't want anything involved with that, but I always thought a marriage that was based on a contractual agreement that renewed every X amount of years, five, yeah. 10 years enough, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit like a sports contract, you know, that it's like, you're locked in and you're going to play for this team and you're going to give it your all because you're under contract, but that doesn't mean you're in a contract for life. You're it's a three year contract. And, and I thought, you know, of course I don't like that because it's contractual, but I like the mentality of it. The mindset behind it is that at the end of five years, if you don't have your shit together, she, she or he can, in, you know, cancel the contract and say, you know, I've let it expire and, and I'm just, I'm going to go a different direction, you know? Yeah. And of course, Divorce allows you to do that, but but I think that I'm just trying to make the point that the mentality behind it of where you start, if you know that you've got to work at this to make it to make it happen and to keep the the quote unquote you know contract getting renewed every year. Well, it keeps you on top of your game. Keeps you on top I mean, of your take game. It, take, you're the king of analogies. Flip that to sports. You oh, don't just get assigned to a team and then just go, fuck it. I'm going right. to eat chips and dips and right. Twinkies and right. get fat and not run as fast. And and they're just going to love me forever and keep me pay on payroll. Right. No, they won't. Right. It's all about performance. And so like you, yes, I share that hundred percent. I, I don't like that idea, like literally in the yeah. sense of actually, but I do like the idea. Think about it. You think you're going to get fat and sassy if you're. You're not going to let yourself go. You're not going to take each other for granted. You're going to stay on top of things. Right. Literally. Yeah. Like you're going to say, you're going to stay on top of it. Right. You know, guys aren't, you think they're going to stay romantic. Absolutely. They're going to stay yeah. romantic. You're going to stay interesting. You better believe you're going to stay interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're spot on. I, I, um, what, 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 uh, when I texted you earlier this week, cause you and I are going back and forth on some topics, you know, and nothing was really Michelle had texted me that the thing and said, just what we're kind of talking about. It was an Atlantic article on, you know, the, how the soulmate language is detrimental to our mindset. And 
you know, I'm sure that this same principle probably carries over to a lot of other areas. I haven't really made the connection yet, but it's, but it's just that when you, if you think something is going to grow on its own without a lot of cultivation, it's, it's going to, things are going to not, it's not going to be a good looking garden, no, you know, very not. long at all. And so that, you know, it comes back to a little bit, you and I were talking before this about, um, the whole, you know, I kind of, when I was reading about this a little bit, it kind of made me think of the fixed versus self, uh, fixed versus um, growth mindset. Yeah. If you've got that fixed mindset that Carol Dweck talks about, right. That it's kind of like, then if you're, if you apply that to marriage and maybe she does in the book, I don't know. Cause I've not read it. I've just kind of read about the principle behind this, but you know, in, in marriage, if, if you're getting into an argument, and I think he brings this up in the article as well. He, you know, he's basically saying, what's going on here? Like we're, we're soulmates. Why, why is, why is this happening? Well, that, if you, if you kind of feel like you're a growth mindset, you're just like, well, we knew this was going to happen. We've got to figure, you know, we're going to grow together. That to me is, is more, is awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah. if that mindset, again, if you come into it with a fixed mindset, it's going to be real difficult and, and it's going to be some, some tough roads ahead. But if you've got that growth mindset, I think that makes a, a big difference in a relationship. And, and I think this conversation will go a lot of different places, but one of the things that, you know, you've been dating and, and, and now I've been married and, you know, with Michelle and work thing, I, I told, you know, we listen to Sue Johnson, which yeah. both of us really like her a lot and emotional, you know, focused therapy or whatever, you know, Grant really turned me on to that. 10 years ago it was yeah. the first time that he introduced you know and, and i've just really lapped up her stuff you know ever since because it just gave all kinds of context to some of the things that that you know people weren't going below the the, the water line very much on and i felt like she was but um i think she the thing that i love about her is just it's that dance it's that dance she in the podcast right yep. she was talking a lot about tango and how the slightest little movement of your partner can cue you in. And so you getting into this mindset, if you're, you know, if you're soulmates, that's one thing, but when things are going a little, you know what I mean? Like to me, you're like back to your DNA thing. If you're matched up, you feel like this ought to be a cakewalk. You know, we're two puzzle pieces just walking together going to, you know, yeah. and it's, we both know that relationships aren't like that, but just learning about the small cues that, that this other human being that you're in this relationship has. And, learning how to reach for that other person and the psychological safety. And just, I mean, there's just nothing more beautiful than when you do find a couple that, that works hard at it. And I'm getting way down the line and talking way too much, but, but I guess for me, had I have been told those types of things that, you know, one of the things in trading they always say is when you put a trade on, you know, is to, to, immediately say, you know, what, what if you're wrong? Cause you, you could be wrong. Like, yeah. and the same thing in marriage, right? It's like when you, when you get married, it's like what, you know, you can get divorced, right? People just don't think like that. But right. if you did, especially as a Christian, as a Christian, no, right. You <laughs> That's think that not in my vocabulary the couple that prays together, will stay together. And you think well, we go to church and everything, you know what I mean? It just doesn't cut it. And no. so all of those things, if you had those mindsets, if you, if you had, you know, me, being able to kind of transfer knowledge to my kids around this subject. That's one thing that I want them to understand is just, you know, find someone that you're compatible with in working things out and communication and, and all those things. And there's a lot to even delve in there, yeah. but, but knowing the mindset that 
have this mental thing where it's like, you know, every three years, if she gets a chance to renew the contract, is she going to want to sign up for another three or, or go long-term and say, I'm ready to do a 10 year lifelong, you know, live in such a, in such a way that she wants to renew, you know, treat him in such a way that he wants to renew. Yes. But here's the thing that I want to explore with you is, and, and, and I'm, I guess I'm curious, what do you feel? There has to be a certain, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Foundational or default level of compatibility. You know, yeah. it, she, you know, let's just talk about on the attraction scale. She doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10, but she probably can't be a three out of 10 for you either. So, you know, what is that? What's that minimum in the threshold that they could hit on certain areas? And then what are the other areas where you then, because, you know, there's a bunch of them, there's friendship, there's all these types of things, you know, that, that you're trying to drive. How do you end up growing those types of things over time? And, you know, as opposed to just not knowing, like, you know, you're dating. And so you, you don't, you, you don't see those things a lot on the front end and it takes time for those things to materialize and kind of, come out but it's like on the other hand you you got to start with a certain amount of foundation a starting place sure and so i guess that's the part i'm always a little bit you know i struggle with in my mind is just can you fall in love with anyone no but but is there a lot of people that you could fall in love with that you probably didn't think that you could i believe yeah yeah and that's probably i think part of the challenge with a lot of the quick online so many options dating that we have today. Right. It's one of the things I gleaned from this book, even though it's a novel, but I liked the idea of like, if I, like, if you said to me, Timmy, I've got a girl, um, you know, I mean, obviously I'd have to find her somewhat attractive to have any kind of an interest, but let's just say you said that she's attractive, yada, yada. I want you to date her for six months, make it work. Mm -hmm. I think the reality is, as long as it's, you know, like you bring me someone, I'm like, Lance, <laughs> I, there's right. zero interest yeah. there. You know, yeah. as long as it would be, you can cultivate a relationship. And then it comes into compatibility, which is what you said. That's that's the thing. Are we intellectually compatible? Are we spiritually yes. compatible? Yes. Are we physically compatible? Yeah. Are we sexually compatible? Yeah. Are, do, do you come from a similar socioeconomic background? Yeah. You know, is she, uh, you know way off the league you know what i mean everybody says that it's like oh i'd like to meet it you know on our group text thread today you know you know just he's like oh I, i'd like to meet a friend like that yeah <laughs> well, no you wouldn't because <laughs> right. that's not the lifestyle you lead no. you got well, yes. so those have to be even compatible i have ex- case in point i have gone on um well i went on a date with an, a former uh chiefs uh an ex-wife mm. of a chief right oh right <laughs> a former chiefs player and had a great date but man the pressure because she had money yeah um you know pulled up in a range rover and Uh i instantly uh and this is just one of my own insecurities but instantly felt uh, you know a little little insecure right she lives in leewood has a big home drives a range rover right um even though i do well for myself you know that's a different level and so i felt a little like out of her league now looks wise like just looks wise yes. we're very compatible yeah. if she got into a hyundai you'd be like oh we're, we're right. fine yeah yeah um so there was a little bit of an uncomfortable situation for me so yeah i think the social economic you know thing is important yeah. though some people it's more important some people it's less important for me i, I wouldn't care well if you, you said to or, me you you say to me you know if uh 
you know, you said to me, well, if I brought somebody, you know, be like, Lance, come on, you know, no. But, I mean, that's the point is it goes back to, you know, I've got that little theory drives Michelle crazy that I kind of think people look similar. Like you could put them yes, next to yes. each other, they're compatible, right? I mean, you, mostly uh, sixes go with eights and fives go with four. I'm just making up right, the right, numbers. Right. I mean, to them, they're eights and ten, you know. Right. But the point is, we're is you're, tens, right, we're all one standard <laughs> deviation off from the way we look, right? You right. know, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm a seven, say, you know, I'm not going out with a 15. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and you can, you know, so the person that I would bring to you in that way, and, and that would be an interesting experiment. That would be. I would love to do that. I would, you know what, that I would love to see that because I'm, I told, what did I, I think I told Steve Janky. Uh, we got to mention him every time. Oh, we, yeah. Steve Janky. I told Steve the other day, I said, um, I said the other day, this was a couple months ago, we were talking about this and I, I called him and I go, hey, Steve, he goes, what's up? I go, man, I think I'm uglier than I realize. He's like, what? I said, well, sometimes the girls that like me uh-huh. online or or hit on me or, you know, when people hit me up on social media and say, I hear you're single. And I sound like, I mean, I, I know this sounds a little douchey and it's not, but it sounds a little, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, like, 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 why are you, why no, yeah. uh, I'm not, they're trying to play a lotto ticket. I'm going to be, I'm going to be outrageous here, but it's like a 90 year old, yeah. 400 pound woman. Right. Wanting to hit on me. I'm like, right. Why That's would why you I think s- I'd be interested in you? Right. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I don't think I'm Brad Pitt, but I'm also not De- DeVito, right. you know, whatever. The, right. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. It's like, I'm, a, I'm probably in yeah. between that. <laughs> well, you're making my, our point, right? And that is you are who you are. Right. You need to be one standard deviation. And I realize that's, very difficult to quantify, but people know, right? Right. I mean, that's why people can look and say, wow, how did he get her? Or how did she get him? Or, you know, exactly. I always thought in the back of my mind, I, Phil Mickelson, he's been married to whatever her name is um, for a long time now. Yeah. And in the beginning, I always thought Phil got lucky in that relationship. There's one person that always gets lucky. And I thought Phil got lucky. And I thought she's probably married him because he's a professional golfer. But then I thought he's a professional golfer. He's interesting. And then if you get to know Phil, he's super funny. Right. So you can see why they're compatible in many ways. Is her name, you know, Amy Mickelson. And and Agor, these are just, you know, complete, you know, judgments on my part. You know, sure, so sure. just, you know, but but he's super fun, you know. But I look at Phil and I don't think Brad Pitt or Tom Kurt, you know, like what you and I have been, you know, conditioned to look at males to think. Right. But I think. He's probably a great husband. He probably lives a super, he's a great golfer. Right. I mean, you know, they probably live a, he, you know, super interesting life. And, yeah. and I just always remembered that, you know, and I thought they they looks wise, they probably looked like, you know, Phil got lucky in that relationship, but she probably feels like she, you know, got lucky in the sense that it's like, no, every woman would want to live the life I'm living, not because of the money, but just because it's a great life. You know, we're, we're, we're traveling here to the Ryder cup and we've got this award show to go to and, you know, and blah, 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 right. blah. Interesting whatever. guy. Interesting right. guy. Right. And that's, and that's the, I mean, think about it, Lance. You don't know a guy. I wouldn't think, I don't know a guy that hasn't said, well, how did he get her? Oh, he, totally. He must have a, right. you know, or he must be rich or he must have a boat right. or, you know, because we're looking at him and then looking at her and going, what? Right. My son even, and my son's one of the most just kind, non-gossipy. Yeah. Non, he's just not into that stuff. When we were in Bar Harbor, Maine, we're walking along the beach and there was this guy, again, just making these numbers yeah. up. He was a four. Uh-huh. 
the girl he was with was a 10. Uh-huh. And my son looks at me and he goes, dad, he goes, he pointed. And I said, oh yeah. I go, she's pretty. He goes, yeah. How did he get her? I go, son, I don't know. Right. But I'll be honest. There are times that there is a little bit of frustration in me. Like I'll see that. I just had this encounter the other day, met this woman. She was attractive. I thought, man, if she's single and we get to chat and like, like she's attractive, like I'd ask her out kind of a thing. And in our conversation, she goes, yeah, my boyfriend and I. And so I was like, ah, okay, I won't be asking right. her out. Right. Right. Super cool girl though. Really enjoyed talking to her Went our separate ways. She followed me on Instagram. So I followed her back and I started thumbing through her pictures, her boyfriend. Okay. She's probably in her thirties, early thirties. He's my age. Okay. Gray hair, right. a little overweight. And I'm yeah. like, Right. I, I literally, my first thought was, see, there is possibilities. <laughs> this shit happens, you know, um, and heavily, he was heavily tattooed, okay. you know, all this stuff. He's in a band. He's a rock yeah. star kind of, I mean, local, whatever. But I just remember thinking, okay, so I mean, that stuff happens. And again, not that that has to happen for me. Right. But like you said, at least you want to feel like. I want to feel like I got lucky. I hope my partner one day, she feels like she got lucky, Yeah, but not based upon just looks. There's so, you have said, you know, where would you spend your money? A lot of what I talk of when I say, here's you're, how you're, I spend my money. Just to be clear, the $10 budget that I gave you to spend. Yeah. Yes. You know, we can spend it on attraction or looks right. or this or that. Yeah, but you only get $10. The part of the challenge is it's like, where do I spend that money at what point? Like now I don't know them at all. Right, so you're going to spend eight gonna, on attraction. Exactly. Cause I don't. Once I get to know them though, cause I've gone out with very attractive women that then after talking to them, I'm like, right. Yeah, no, I <laughs> like, I need to take some of the money back to, and go yeah. get you a personality. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love the way you worded that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. man, I wish I could put more money in that, that uh, yeah. developing your, you know, your personality and stuff. So I think it's just that initial, it's yeah. like when I look at someone, I want there to be not, I love you. Well, sure. A spark. But yeah, like, oh, she's, I want her, you know, yeah. uh, like I'm, I'm interested to meet her. Right. Uh, real quick. Let me pause on that. I just, I've got a uh, wild question that I want to uh, pursue here with you because I know you bring up your grandpa. And, and you're going to, to and I, you said, I got to finish the podcast early because yeah. I thought you said with your grandpa. And I thought, I was like, your grandpa's still living. And yeah. you said, well, he isn't, but his, his <laughs> wife is because I think you said she was like 25 years younger or something, yeah. right? So yes. you got a date with your grandma tonight. Um, yeah. And, and that, and you bring that up a lot, right? And there's that, yeah. there's that whole concept of the law of small numbers, you know, where these one-offs happen, you know, the, the, people like to read about these guys who start these companies, then they're billionaires and they dropped out of college, but the majority of people go to college and live normal life, you know, right. But you, you, you tout this thing with your grandpa a lot. And then you, and you brought up this situation with the Instagram and, you know, and you were like, see, it does happen. I'm wondering, is this, tell me about your personality here. This doesn't fit with the other thing, but it, but it, well, maybe it does, but it seems like there's something about your personality that likes that, that thinks the law of small numbers is, is possible, but where I'm more of a, you know, realist, realist, meaning more, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And it's like you said one time, I'm just putting a lot of thoughts together. You oh, know, sure. you said, whenever I started pastoring, you know, you were going to pack out the sprint center, you know, and then, and then you also talk about how you struggled 
with, you know, why are they able to get 500 people? We're only able to get 300. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yet you, you're a dreamer. So I'm just, that's where I'm pursuing is where is that part coming from? Because you seem to, you know, you really put a stretch yourself with a goal way out there and you think you're going to attain it, but you, yeah, reality is more I'm probably too much of a what, where does that yeah. come from? You think, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know, Lance, unless I think my parents, uh, not, not blaming it on them. But yeah. I, I recently, I'm going to answer the question by telling a little okay. story. So I recently saw a study about kids that telling your kids, uh, you're special, you're special, you're gifted, you're gifted, ah. you're special is actually not good that you need to work hard. You need to study hard. Yeah. You need to read right. rather than just know you're special. You don't, you can just, right. you know, magic happens yeah. to you, sprinkle dust yeah. and it. Yeah. So you're more like everybody else and you need to work hard if you want to get ahead of the yeah. pack. I was, I always thought I was special. I was raised <laughs> to believe I was special. Honestly, I mean, I've really been digging deep yeah. on this. I, I was raised to believe I was special. Okay. Uh, God handpicked me, put me on the earth for a specific reason. Uh -huh. and I'm special. Yeah. Um, and so all my life, I've been told I'm special. I've been treated special. Yeah. And because of my my outward personality, people tend to, yeah. you know, treat me a little bit special. Yeah. It's just been part of, yeah. you know, I mean, I made a bunch of friends on the run and people at right. the end of the race were like, Timmy, hey, yeah. you know, and people treated me special. Right. Uh, and so, and, I, and, and I'm becoming very aware that that's not real. <laughs> like that's, that's, you know, not that I'm not special, but it's like, I'm just a fucking human, like everybody else with a different personality yeah. and yada, yada, yada. So I'm becoming more realistic and not as woo woo, mm -hmm. magical soulmate. So, so maybe this does tie. So take that mentality then do you, when you're, and then you're now dating thing, you know, you're, you're, you're I'm not as special as I thought. Well, your strategy <laughs> has been, let's, you know, I'm, I'm throwing as many things up against the wall as I can and hope which one sticks, you know what I mean? And so, and, and, and you not had a lot of luck at that. Do you feel like, are you putting pressure on yourself? Yes. Because you're like this, I got divorced. I'm getting a redo here. This has got to be special because you're not saying it in these words, right, but right. I'm special. I'm special. And, 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 and I'm known for making big things happen. And, you know, when Timmy goes into Baskin Robbins, he don't order vanilla. Right. He orders something that you're like, whoa, I've never thought, you know, you want the Timmy Ginson special, you know, it's yeah. all mixed up. And you're like, this is amazing. You know, everything is, you know, top notch. And, and, and so where does the, is there, you put a lot of pressure on yourself in that way? I think there's several things. And you mentioned this before, and, and this might be partly what guys do. Like, look who I'm talking to. Yeah. And I show you right. a picture and you're like, yeah. whoa, she's, yeah. she's yeah. hot. I'm like, yeah. I know. I know. You're a badass, feel, Timmy. Yeah, yeah. It like makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, I think where I'm at now, because I've, uh, you know, I've stopped the throwing everything up on yeah. the wall and, and I've really calmed down and, right. and, and, and even for sober October, um, like I'm, going which i don't drink really anyway right. but i'm not going to smoke weed okay i'm going to stop coffee wow. i'm going to stop stop any kind of dating i'm going to wow. i'm just wow. going to take all of october off boy uh, this is going to be yeah it's going to be sober october yes um this sounds like a boring october <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's yeah there it's i'm really trying to unwind the whole idea of the fairy dust that you know, the, mm. the golden boy, the, the, you know, everything mm -hmm. works out my way. I get all the, you know, and, woo, and just being more realistic and honest and, mm -hmm. and, and trying to determine 
you know, what really is important to me? Um, what, what's, what is compatibility look like? Mm-hmm. You know, is it just the tickles in your tummy and that's it? You know? So what, uh, so maybe to bring it back to what we were, Sorry, I don't know if I answered. No, no, you did. You did that. That's, I think, I mean, I don't know that there is an answer, but I, but I liked what I heard and that's, there is something there. I mean, I, I had that pressure on myself for a long time. I mean, at work or whatever, and I still have a little bit of this, and I don't even feel like this is my my personality, but it, maybe it's just me who I am more by default. But, you know, when we went on the road, it was like, oh, let's get Lance. You know, like Lance was always the one that was the instigator. And and it was, you know, a lot of it was just natural to me. I wasn't like, you know, like, oh, putting this pressure on myself. It was just like we'd go out, you know, and I'd be like, no, 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 phase two, we're going to phase two. You know, and then we get to, you know, go to some other bar and phase three. You know, it was just always me. And, and I just, you know, br- started to build this brand or persona, not as some party guy, but just sure. off the wall, has lots of fun, full of life. Yeah. And, and then when people like that about you and they're like, I love all your energy. Well, what then do you put the pressure on yourself to be like, I need to have lots of energy. Yeah. And to me, the takeaway is whatever you, whatever feedback you've gotten through life, this applies to everyone. Yep. Everybody has felt some sort of that made me feel good what they just said. Yep. And the moment that that happened, you remember it. And that's the brand that you try to create from there on out, even yeah. though and maybe you are, but it's it's the one that you try to withhold the narrative, the story that you're telling about yourself for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's you're exactly right. I mean, I've always been, you know, you have cool hair, you have cool style. Right. And so um, there's this subliminal pressure to make sure I have cool hair yeah. make sure I look cool. Yeah. And, and she better match and compliment you in all that coolness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it, and it, what's funny is it translates in so many different areas of my life, like my car, right? It, mm-hmm. It's not a fancy car. I mean, it's a Lexus, but it's a, it's, yeah. a, it's just a little hatch hatchback yeah. hybrid. Yeah. It's not like a BMW or a Bentley or something. Right. Um, but like Steve Jake, you know, drives like, he, he right. would admit this. He drives a piece of shit car. Oh, I know. I and I literally, I would never drive that car. Like right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like not. he's missing hubcaps on that thing. I, I know. Like I literally, and here, and maybe that's just, he's so secure. It doesn't matter to him. Right. I'm not that secure. Yeah. I would not want to be seen near his car and would not want anybody to think that's my car that I'm driving. You yeah. know what I mean? I just wouldn't. It's like, remember I keep coming up with all these profiles, attraction <laughs> pro. It's like, you've got a vibe profile. Yeah. Steve Janky is not in his vibe and profile. The car is not the card that he's playing. He's, he's more Steve Janky's vibe and profile is, you know, we're going to, we're going to do a lot of fun, unusual kind of stuff. Yeah. So sorry. I was thinking what, so what were you saying about the Lexus? Well, just that, the, you're right. The, the feedback of what the yeah. feedback I is, well, I, I is the feedback I've been getting over my yeah. life. And a lot of it went, goes back to what Pammy said when she was on here, she said something literally is stuck in my mind. I referenced it and she followed the thought through is you know last time i dated besides now yeah before my 25 year marriage yeah i was a young pup yeah i mean i was early 20s yeah in college yeah in the 80s right (laughs) so you then you date it's all about physical it's just yeah it's like i I didn't have a job i worked i was a server i bust tables i mean you know you're not even at all where i'm at now yeah so I almost, you know, got out of that 25 year marriage and reverted back to my early twenties. Oh, right. Like 
some girl's just going to see me and think yeah. I like a bad boy look yeah. and just want me. Cause that's the, that's, that's the feedback and the vibe that you got back then. And you got a lot of feedback and good value from it. You're going to think you go back to what you know. Yep. That's what I know. Right. I'm, Interesting. Yeah, I'm the guy with the motorcycle and the tattoos and, the, right. the, and now I've just kind of come to uh, a place where I'm like, yeah, that's not fucking it to me. Like that's, right. that's not it. Right. You know, it's, it's the depth of your soul. It's the depth of your character. It's the, it's who you are you know, right. being an interesting person. And so that's why I've kind of put dating a little bit on the back, back, uh, burner because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do 10 K's. I'm going to take a cooking class. Steve and I are going to take a cooking class. Okay. And, and like, uh, I'm going to do a pottery class and I'm like, you there know you what? Go. Fuck trying to chase yeah. women. I'm going to chase. Well, life. that's where you'll find her. Right. Have you ever read the, um, the hall steam manifesto? It's H O L S T E E. You should go out there, Google it. And okay. one of the things that I have it hanging in my What's house, it called? the Halstee manifesto, H O L S T E E. And I hung oh, it because it I, I loved it. And it's one of the things they said is, you know, if you're lonely, I should know it in my heart. It's on my wall, but it's, you know, basically like if do you, what you, you love, do what you love, if you often. want to find something, do it often. If you want to find some, stop watching TV and get out and do the things that you love. Cause that's where you'll find your, you know, and it's exactly what you said. And, and that, that, that became my anthem in many ways when I was divorced, because I was like, what you're describing was it. It's like, stop going out and throwing the radar out there. Like, you know, it's just running all the time, you know, and, 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 a, you know, attractive mate might've come in and I get in a blip on that thing. It's like, just start going out and looking for opportunities, the things that I love to do. I think Steve Janke does that really well. Yeah. He's, he's a pro at that. And, um, that'll make a big difference. I, I wanted to go here earlier and then I, and I lost it and it came back to me. What do you, how much, when you initially meet someone, what do you feel like, how do I ask this question? What do you feel like is there at the beginning and, and what do you feel like you can grow to? And I'm trying to figure out how to maybe you can answer is to maybe quantify it some way. But I'm like, if you know that if you're going to marry this person, let's just say that you got to get to the number 10. Mm -hmm. So when you meet this person, you know, do you feel like you're probably going to be at a three or a four immediately? And then you grow the rest of it. Do you feel like you're an eight? And you know, someone that's maybe feels like they've met the soulmate because God dropped him out of the sky, you know, probably feels like the first, you know, and maybe in the first month there's, they're at an eight or a nine. Right. So they only got a, a one or two points left to go to get it to a 10. You know, you kind of see where I'm going yeah. there a little bit in my mind. What's your view on that scale That's, and how do you see life and, and mating and all that? I would say two mating. years ago. It sounds so animalistic yeah. mating. So I'm going to answer that question, but you said something earlier. I'm going to say a okay. quote that came to my mind when you said it, because I was thinking about how do I get a girl interested in me? Yeah. And it was just like this epiphany will be interesting. Yeah. Rather yeah. than trying to get her interested in me. Yeah. No, right. Just fucking be interested. Right. Be interesting. Right. <laughs> then people will be interested in you. Yeah. So that there's that. Yes. So I think two years ago when I first got divorced, I was, which you are very interesting by the way. Well, thank you. So don't, don't, don't think that you're way down low on the scale there. Well, I appreciate it. Um, so i two years ago, I would say Lance, I was probably a little bit more bent towards the, eight or yeah, nine like the Being, like it's it's there in the she's beginning she's gonna see me from across the room and be like right. that's my guy and i'm gonna see her and be like yeah. that's my girl okay more of that yeah over the last two years uh i've definitely uh, changed okay. to where i would like to be at a five or six i mean i definitely want to have that initial like 
I really am interested in getting to know this person. Yeah. You know, not, yeah. I have no interest, but let's see what happens here. <laughs> you know, I want right. there to be at least something. Um, and then it can grow from there. Okay. And I've, I've, and what's neat about that, cause I've done that. I've done that and I'm doing that now, uh, you know, talking to someone and we've been just chatting and all that kind of stuff. This is good because it gives time for it to fail out without mm. like so without, much so quick. Like, and, just, and, ah! yeah, you've already written some big checks and now you're like, oh, I wish I it's buyer's remorse. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I already did dinners and flowers and all this stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, brother. Yeah. Now I'm like, you know, let's, let's hang out. Let's yeah. hang out. Let's, you know, hang out here, watch movie, go grab ice cream, grab a cup. I mean, just, let's just do stuff together. Yeah. Let's go on walks together. Yeah. Let's just kind of hang out. Now, let me challenge you on this piece though. And that is, well, you, the interest level, <laughs> I don't know why my mind likes to quantify everything. I've got to have a scale for everything. But if, if, if your interest is a five, you should try to plan something maybe that's at the level five. Meaning, you know what I mean? Like, right. I'm not sure. So I'm going to, you know, I always said like, you know, anybody who goes on anything more than like a coffee date or let's grab a beer was a rookie making a mistake because yeah. you just, especially online dating, I should right. say. Right. And because you just didn't know, you know, physically and all that, but then you can always escalate it from there. But, but if you, I, I do, th here's what I'm trying to say is I do think the success of the relationships viability keyword there is indicative or commensurate with the level of effort that you put into that first it's, it comes back to what we, how we started the show. And that was how you start something is important. Yeah. So you, there is a, there is, I, I'll give a pass on, coffee date or something especially online because that's pretty usual but if there's some interest there i don't think you go all out where you're putting the suit on and all, but i'm like right. you do something you go bowling or something where it's a right. little more than just do you want to come over and watch netflix or right. come and walk around the plaza you know what i'm saying like you got to take it up a level and i and i you know I, i'm certainly not one to i mean this just happened but it was like i wonder if michelle and i would have been differently you know but our first weekend together was we went to Lumineers and Paul Simon, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but it was only just because they were already planned. You know what I right. mean? So it wasn't like, I was like, Oh, I like this girl. I mean, it just, it was like, Hey, I needed a date. Cause I had bought two tickets to the Lumineers. They were, in, they were in power and light down here. Yeah. And one and she like, you know what I mean? So it just turned like, but sure. my point is, is whatever the date was, it was a fun enough date that it was like, this is a fun date by itself. And I like this person as well. To me, that just gives a little bit of air uptake to yeah. boost that gives you that little boost. I mean, had I have, you know, you and I've talked about this I'm, and, you know, you, you're like, oh, I like her. And it's like, I'm going to invite her over Tuesday night and then you end up sleeping together. It That's just not going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's tough to get a relationship going like that. So what are your thoughts on all that? Yeah. So I, I think that um, for me, it's a kind of a graduation up, you know, typically for me, you know, first dates, I've tried to really stay now that I'm not even hardly dating yeah but when i do it's like let's grab coffee yeah you know because i just want to get that initial because i for me i can't get to know you online i right. know that you know everybody you need to has, make sure your profiles are at least compatible yeah so yeah we match online great but that doesn't mean shit yeah not your online profile i mean like your attraction profile oh, gotcha, and your gotcha. vibe and profile right. yeah um yeah right there's got to be that initial stuff but then yeah let's just grab coffee that way i can have a conversation yeah and i 99.9% .9 of the time we can have coffee and I can be like, 
Yeah. I'm just, I'm just not feeling it. (laughs) Right. Um, and that saves me a lot of heart, which heartache, you know, back from the beginning, you know, I remember I like the chiefs, ex chiefs, uh, player, ex wife, you know, I took her to pier ponds and right. Dear Lord, that's when I was like, I'll never yeah. do that again. Yeah. Never. I had one situation like that as well. And I I felt bad. I didn't like myself. Yeah. After that. I, I did. I felt, I don't know if I wouldn't say I felt dirty because we didn't sleep together or anything. Yeah. I just, but I was, yeah. I mean, I was like $200 just, yeah. Psh, yeah. For what? I'm like, for nothing. Yeah. Like, not that she, she was awesome, but I just mean, yeah. For not, I just, yeah, you were being someone you were you were spending money on being someone that you weren't and exactly. you you hated that about I, yourself. yeah I same felt, thing for me felt like a hypocrite yeah i was like you can't roll like this timmy yeah you can't roll like this right and so that's another thing so part of i'll tell you what lance the interesting thing about dating is how do i roll right so you know i've taken dates to capitol grill or i've done mm-hmm. you know i've done different things like that and i struggle because i'm like this isn't how i roll I don't, I don't go to Capitol Grill. Right. Like that's right. not what I do. Yeah. You love great coffee shops. Right. I like great coffee shops. I like, you know, street tacos, right? I like yeah. going to the park. I, right. So I've realized that, okay, Timmy, like if then you've got to play, play in your field. Like if you're yeah. a baseball player, don't tell me to try to play football. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay. So I'm really trying to figure out like, where's Timmy's playground? Yeah. And that's where I really come to understand like, well, 10 K's doing a cooking class, going to an ax or a shooting class or whatever. Yeah. And just doing things that, that I like. Right. And people that, that are interested in that same stuff will be around. Bada bing, bada boom. And, and even the guy that, that I went to the run with, he's a single guy as well. (laughs) He was just like, he was like you, he goes like, look at all the talent yeah he's like oh my gosh i mean he was just like look at everybody you know everybody's fit obviously everybody they're all runners so everybody was fit as a fiddle they're all wearing lululemon yeah brooks running shoes i mean it was it was awesome i definitely am going to get into running for sure i have no desire to do a marathon um but but it it was just fun i liked it um, but anyway, back to your, well, there's a lot of other residual benefits, the health part of it and yeah. yeah, all that. Yeah. Like, like concerts. I'm not opposed to concerts at all. I've been to a couple hot country nights, you yeah. know, but I'm not a huge, big concert guy. Okay. Not against it. It's just not like, I don't just, Oh, right. I can't wait till so-and-so comes in town. Right. I don't really care unless it's post Malone right. then I'm down. Um, well, and, and style even gives you an indication of someone. I mean, I remember like when I went to the Garth Brooks thing, I really, I mean, there's a different level of country style. Like there's some girls that I'd be like, you can tell they were probably a little bit more matched my style profile, but they were slanted that night toward the country. Yeah. There was other girls that were country girls. Yeah. And I'm just, that's not going to, they're not going to like me and I'm not going to like them probably. I mean, right. I'm making a big conjecture, but you sure. can, but there's some things there, right? I mean, you know, you, you, you could certainly be with your hair and tattoos, a country guy, right? But your style doesn't fit that at all. No. And you can even tell a lot about compatibility and just that somewhat. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've gone on bike rides, motorcycle rides, Yeah. you know, that's a whole nother crowd, which I'm a, I'm a total, uh, what's the word when you're not, you're a fake one. Imposter. I'm an imposter. I'm an imposter biker. I'm not, I look the part totally, (laughs) Yeah. but I'm not. 
you yeah. know? So I go to those things and everybody's like, look at that long hair. He's one of us yeah. Woo, tattooed. And, and right. I was like, yeah, guys, I'm, I'm not yeah. a real biker. Right. <laughs> I, I just smoke have a weed bike. and have philosophical discussions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I'm trying not to believe in soulmates anymore. So leave me alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're right. not it. You're not my soulmate. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I think being a little bit more realistic, I think my, my spiritual journey has led me, um, well, my journey in life has led me away from the, 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 the Cupid and the fairy dust. Yeah. I was going to ask you that. Life. Why, what, so what changed for you? You said, you know, first time around you had kind of a certain, you know, strategy and, and MO that you played by. And, and then now you were married for 25 years and you said in the last two years, I've kind of gotten away from that, that there is, and it, is that some of that because of the way you've moved from your faith or, or is it because of the dating experience you've had that's made you think there is no soulmate out there. It's right. what I create. Right. Both. Okay. I think partly just my experiences. Um, I honestly, I would have thought, I would have thought I would have met my soulmate by now. I mean, in my mind, right. Just like I thought I was gonna be at the sprint center preaching. Yeah. I thought by now I would be in la la land with my soulmate. Right. right? Um, and now I just realize, or not just now today, but it's been over the process. I've been coming, becoming more aware. There's a lot more responsibility on me uh, to grow, um, to have a growth mindset. This um, is all part of the divorce uh, trajectory that people you just don't get into. You go through it like the moments you get into a relationship. You you said you know like I thought for sure I would have been, and you've dated a lot and everything, so you're out there looking for it. And it hadn't happened. You, and then you just, you kind of settle into your, yep. who you are and a different you. And then it happens. And you're just like, you look back on it. You're like, man, I can't believe that I thought I was ready. Even maybe a year and a half or two years or whatever the yeah. number is, three years at whatever, you know, but it's just, it's, it's, you just look back and you're like, I was a completely different person. Like I was not ready for what I thought I was. And there was, then and you, you said that everyone has said that in divorce at many times across the trajectory, yeah. you know, you're three months out and you're lonely and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, I think I'm kind of ready to date. You know what I mean? And yeah. you're just like, everyone's been divorced is like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, which is my buddy, Chris Fay always said, you know, if you, people weren't divorced a year, he didn't even give him a try. And you know, and I, in the beginning I was, wasn't divorced a year. And I thought, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, after I'm I was different, I'm right. Different. I'm different. Right. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's a sage advice right there. You know, because you just don't know. And you're, you're taking on that same trajectory. Now, therapists are probably all over the board, but I think they're always like, you know, for every many years you've been married, you got to give this meaning, you know, and it, it equates to like, well, you need to be single about for not 48 more years. And you're just like, no, <laughs> yeah, no. no, right. But it is a long time. And you're like, no, I'm not even going to do five years, but there is some value to that. You know what I mean? And that was one of the things that I, that was important to me when I did meet someone after I had been divorced now for a while. Yeah. I wanted to know what was, how much time did you take for yourself? Yeah, was I there got divorced yesterday. I'm ready to be married. Right. Now. Right. Or six months or, you know, even three months. And then I started dating, you know, but like I, I, their stock went up. If they could say to me, you know, I took, uh, you know, I, I dated and realized it wasn't ready. And I took eight or nine months, like something like that or whatever, you know, like impressed me yeah. because it just made me think, what you're describing, I was like, okay, this person's kind of insightful, you yeah, know, and doing the work. they're doing the work. Yeah. Um, I just, for me, I got, I've gotten, it's not the right English, I don't think, but I have come to a place in my life where I'm done 
trying so hard that yeah. I, I really wanted to find somebody. Right. And now I'm just like, I still have the desire. Like, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely not poo poo. Like, Oh, I'm just giving up. There's no one good out there. I don't have that mindset at all. Right. I'm just done stressing myself out to try to find her. Yeah. Realizing that we'll find each other. Like, yes. It, it'll happen whether it's organic, whether I already have met her and know her right. or whether she's still to come. I'm just not as worried I wonder where about Steve Jenkins at on that. Remember, he said that the last time. Yeah. He said, I think that my therapist Oh, my said, God, dude. Did I send you that text? Uh-uh. Okay. I meant to. So Steve sends me this text yesterday, and I, I think I can say this because I'm going to give the full story. So Steve sent me this text. <laughs> you're going to laugh, and I'm going to get it to the point where he, he sent it to me because you're going you're gonna to die. Um, uh. So I get this text from, from Steve and it says, man, my daughter's new friend is hot. And I'm thinking his daughter's like 12. Right. And I'm like, I sent back what? Yeah. And then he sends back, Oh my gosh, my daughter's new mom, her mom, her mom. <laughs> <laughs> and I just sent back a thousand laughing emojis. <laughs> and I was like, and then I called him. I was like, Steve, Ooh. literally I was pissing my pants. I was laughing so hard. Right. It's like, Dude, your daughter's 12. Please, right. please tell right. me you're not interested in her friend. Right. This conversation <laughs> pivoted quickly yeah. from from uh, problematic to, uh, hey, okay, I got you. What's uh, going on? And Steve said something like when I called him, he goes, yeah, you're thinking my friend's a pedophile or whatever. Yes. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, I lean way towards I would rather meet in person. And for, the, for a lot of reasons, one, my look can be deceiving. I think people can look at me and totally get a wrong impression mm -hmm. from my look. But, and again, I don't say this in a cocky way, but I just like, if you meet me in person, I'm likable. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very likable. Yes. I'm fun. I'm fun to talk yes. to. You know, I had someone tell me the other day, I love your podcast. You and Lance are so intelligent. And I laughed and I said, yeah, he's intelligent. And I'm, <laughs> I was down to myself and she goes, no, you guys are both very, she goes, you're intelligent. Yeah. She goes, you just uh, cuss more, you know, whatever. Right. And I said, well, I, said, I really appreciate that. She goes, no, I'm being serious. You guys have great, intelligent conversations. That's a huge compliment to me because I've always considered myself very simple-minded. I mean, I barely graduated high school. Yeah. Of course, I wasn't trying, but I mean, I barely right. graduated. So I I never thought I was smart, to be honest. Oh, I never, never it's I interesting smart. you say that. Same thing with me. I mean, I, I had... Uh, you know, ADHD, I got, I diagnosed when I was in college. So I struggled oh. big time until I got on medicine. Okay. It was tough oh, for you me. you take medicine today? Yeah. Oh. So I take Vyvanse. I've taken it. So I've been on, I did not know yeah, this. Ritalin and, and Vyvanse every day for the last 30 some years. And if you don't, are you literally just? Um, a little bit in the beginning, you, you know, this is the whole topic in and of itself, but, um, you learn a, there's there's a lot of habits that you pick up and things like because you're just you've been in that mode of non-medicated ADHD for so long yeah. that you kind of pick up on you know things that you not it's tough for me if I'm not on the medicine it's tougher for me to to read like I'll just keep reading in some paragraphs and I'm like wait what and I have to go you know it's like listening to a podcast or anything, you know, you're like, you're, you got to go back, you know, three or four or five minutes right. because you missed all that this. line a thousand times. Right. Yeah. And you've been dated, you know, right. You just don't know it. So, I mean, it's tough for people because people are always like, well, that happens to me. You know, it's until you have ADHD, like you, you don't, you just don't know kind of how to describe it. Cause the way I describe it, people are like, well, maybe I have ADHD, you know, everybody In has other words, some medication changed your changed life. Changed my life. Yeah. I mean, 
educationally, I just went off the charts. I could retain all this information. Uh, my curiosity was there. And so then it just, then I just, and so that was part of my vibe and profile was the same, same thing was just, I'd never seen myself as smart and I still don't, I still don't say myself as smart. I don't mean that in some yeah. sort of self-deprecating way at all. Sure. I just mean that as I know people that are smart and you can give them complex things and they immediately pick it up. And oh, I'm not like, like Steve. that. Steve, like, yeah, exactly. I, I tell him all the time. I say, yes. you're, my, you're so intelligent. Yes. Of course, he doesn't think so necessarily. Right. Where you and I are more, we are smart, but but we we're we're more curious. Like we break it down. We have to think they're like, oh, like Steve's gotten it. You know, it's an hour later. We're like, okay, oh, right. And you and I, though, for what they make up in you know smarts, I don't know, you know, where they you and I subsidize with curiosity, right. Because our minds are really curious, yeah. so we chase a lot of different, you know, intellectual trails a lot of times. Well, and you have your emotional intelligence yeah. is high. Yes. I feel. I yeah, mean, and I feel like that's a, a strength of mine. Yep. I might not have the the book smarts exactly, but but I know I'm emotionally in touch with myself. Right. Um. So I know that you know, like that that the, the show we did about all the different intelligences. Yeah. I yeah. mean, some people can dance and move like nobody's business, but they right. can't fucking read. Right. So. Right. Yeah, you, you know, find your little niche, and yeah, yeah, go with it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember where we were going. Uh, I was telling the story about Steve, and oh, that yeah. to me, yeah, it's much better. I think that the connection to is more in person for me. Oh, right. I, I'm not. I almost feel like online dating is a necessary evil for me specifically, and and like that's why I've gotten off of it for the most part. Like I said, I'll jump on it sometimes just to see. And, yeah. Because I'm because I'm also again the soulmate thing, Lance. I struggle because there's also this thought of, well, what if there's someone like me, a reluctant online person that you know is reluctantly like, man, I work all the time, I don't have a chance to go out as much, mm -hmm. so I'll try an online profile, and I'm like, well, again, I'm being a you know like yeah. anti, so I don't go on there, and I miss her. Right. So there's the magical part, right? That there's some right. magic of I'm gonna miss her. It's like, right. Where's that come from, Timmy? Like, why? Why would you believe that? Like, there's times I'm sitting in my apartment and going, I should be over at the coffee shop, over on the plaza, walking around. Like, she could be over there, and I'm fucking sitting in my yeah. apartment. I'm gonna miss her. Right. And I'm like, Timmy, that's so silly. I I know the feeling. Yeah. Like uh, you and I share this because yeah. I do experience that feeling of yeah. I'm missing something. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I watched the five, the 10 K last year from my window, uh -huh. saw all the thousands of people. And I remember thinking then, well, well, well what's everybody doing down there? <laughs> what, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I, and, and of course this year I was down in the middle of it uh -huh. and I loved it. And I'm yeah. like, yes. Yeah. Of course, everybody goes out to bars and things afterwards. Now yeah. that I wasn't interested in. Now, if the girl I ran with, she just said, "Hey, a bunch of us are going to go to a restaurant," I would have gone. Capital Grill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd have been like, "Oh, you buying, baby?" Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I think what I think soulmates, what that is now, more than a magical thing. Um, though there's a piece that maybe we can talk about. There's still a piece of me that I don't know if I would ever let go. Similar to why I'm not atheist. There's a, you know, I believe in God. I believe in certain things I believe just like with the soulmate. I don't have to worry about it. The, the universe, it'll happen. It, mm -hmm. It'll happen, Timmy. You don't now. I can't stay in my apartment, not be online, never no, go out right. and meet anybody. I mean, I'm no. so, but I'm out there, you know, yeah. I'm in front of a lot of people doing a lot of weddings. Yes. I'm going to run into someone at some point yeah. and I don't need to worry about it. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I still think that it's, it's the magical part has 
has waned, you know. Well, back as, back to my, you know, the 10 scale, but, but meaning like how much of it is default. And that's kind of where I was going in the beginning. Like there is a certain level. You don't start with zero compatibility and then build it to a 10. I'm not right. saying those anomalies don't happen, but right. for most people, you're going to be around. I think you said I probably a five or something. Yeah. You, you need to, I think the difference is right. That, that, you know, I don't believe in soulmates, but I think you create your, you create your soulmates and, and it's, it's, oh, it's effing hard work. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought, actually. Okay. I'm just now realizing compatibility is what I think. That's when we say soulmate, all that is is you're compatible. Yes. We like the same things. Yes. We have similar interests, similar worldviews, similar, similar, whatever. But 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 to make a, a clear distinction, compatibility, you may, you both may be threes. Right. At that time, the goal is for you to walk through life and create and pick up on the cues and learn how to reach out toward one another and yeah. and learn how to to build you know to deepen the friendship over time and and when you do run into rough waters that you can you know the other ones can reach for the other one and they find safety and you can be vulnerable and transparent and you can you know you're you've got this dance that you have learned and yeah. and you learn about the other person and you know, what triggers them and what the raw spot, like there's just all these things, you know, that I told Michelle, we were talking a little bit about the Sue Johnson podcast thing into the night. And she said, and I said, if, if I would just would have learned of what, what did I say? Uh, something about, I think it was what, what, what did I do that made you feel unsafe? Or just like, if I just would have learned that one, like, you know, as men, like when you don't have a lot of this emotional relational education, because you were told young, it's like, well, you know, your buddies were like, I don't know, find somebody that's hot and marry her. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You know, and you're like, and that's, that's kind of your criteria. You just don't, you know, but then you get into this relationship with this hot girl and, and then you got a fight on your hands and you have no idea what's going on. But if you just would even learn some of the phrases of what, you know, what, how did I make you feel unsafe or, um, you know, just something like that. If you just had one line that you could navigate yeah. from would make a big difference, you know, or, um, uh, what was another one? Uh, Oh, you know, she talks about the fact that everybody wants to know that they're important to the other person, you know, and maybe that's the line is that when you, we, we all know when we're in the little, like, okay, I can tell that I just said something and she's upset or whatever, even if it was about the dishes, and you're kind of like maybe a little just saying to the fact of how did me not doing the dishes make me make you feel like you're not important to me? Right. You know, it's just so simple, but I like the language that, that Sue Johnson puts toward it. And and I can't I have yet to find the right language for this because the emotion that I feel isn't commensurate with the words and in, in, and I they're just not there for me yet. Yeah. But there's something so beautiful. It's like a masterpiece artwork that you end up creating over time with this person that you both started out as threes yes and you get to fives and you go to sevens and it may be 20 years from now but every single day and every single encounter that you have with that person my person being michelle yeah. is a part of the tapestry that's not yet been painted oh i like that and, and I, you know what I mean? It's and about building a life together. It's building a friendship and a life together. And it takes hard work and, and it's, it's rough and it's great to hear a podcast on Sue and she uses great language and all this and everything. And then you get home and 
and your emotions are down because you had a rough day at work and something, you know what I mean? And you get triggered. I mean, it's, those are the day-to-day -day interactions, yeah. but it's the long, it's the overall meta story that you're creating together that to me blows away the concept of, of companion or of, uh, of Soulmate. uh, soulmates. Well, that's, I mean, I, my verbiage now would be, I want to meet someone that I can build a life together with, you know, someone right. that I can build a life with. And with that comes, yeah, there has to be the initial attraction, the niche, yep. obvious for them too. They have to be attracted to me. Yep. Um, and, and we've all, I mean, shoot, I, there's been many people that, that were, they were attracted yeah. to me yeah. and I just I yeah. unfortunately didn't feel it towards them or vice versa. There's yeah. been girls I've been very attracted to and thought I'd like to try to build something, see what happens. Yeah. And they weren't feeling the same towards me. Right. And I, and you know, that's wild is I'm, I'm, I'm secure enough that that doesn't bother me too bad just because I'm, I've also found girls that are like, you're beautiful. I just not, I don't know. I'm just not interested. Yeah. And, and it wasn't like, they're just terrible people. It just wasn't whatever. Yeah. So I realize that can be reversed. Yep. Um, and I also have a lot of confidence and this is where maybe the little bit of the soulmate still resides in me. I, it's going to happen. Like I'm going to meet someone that is just going to be like, they like everything about me. Like mm -hmm. I like that guy's face, his tattoos, his voice, yeah. his hair, his the way he dresses. I like his style. I like he's interesting to me. I, you know, it's like I want to be with him. I want right, and I'm gonna feel the same way about them. Right, and then that's where the the interest starts. Yes, and you walk it out, and yeah, you know, and see what where it goes and what happens. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I'm gonna be interested if this is maybe other people's experiences, but. This was my experience. I remember maybe it was just because of my past and, you know, it was a raw spot for me, but Michelle and I were first starting to date, you know, we had kicked this thing off and it was running full throttle and cause you guys took off like yeah, rocket pretty quick. Yeah. And we, we both were just, you know, intellectually we were having great conversations physically and spiritually. We seemed to be on the same page, you know, and she was a little more, uh, left and ideology than, than I was, you know, and, but, but I was there more just, but never had anyone to really kind of walk through some of the things. And you definitely know? open. Oh yeah. And, and she was much more of the same thing on the conservative side, you know, that I think that a lot of her friends were more left leaning and didn't have someone from the, my view. So we both, you know, met each other kind of in the middle in some of those ways. But, um, there was a, I want to say, let's just say that we were dating two two months in or something but it was it was early on but there was a decent amount of time that it was kind of like i like this person you know but we went we were it was a um uh spur of the moment decision we were going to go to a ku basketball game i think i'd gone up there on a tuesday night or something and looked and it was like hey you can explain at seven do we want to get tickets and blah 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 and somehow of course we we said yes and so we were trying we were rushing and you know that it's just the, the town is Lawrence, so it's you get all that many people coming into one area. It's just oh, you know crazy. the traffic; it was just ridiculous. And, <laughs> her and I still bicker about this because <laughs> because I always I always you know looking in her blind spot when she's driving, and somehow she she must have tried to turn left or something. I don't know, but it was something to do with traffic and all that. I just remember, and. I think she blew up on me probably because I was probably trying to man's uh, what is a man explain mansplain something to her, you know, <laughs> and and we got into this huge fight and we didn't even get up going to the game. We went back to and her you house. Had tickets. I don't remember. Oh, okay. But we went back to her house and it was a blow up. 
if it was and it it was a 10 out of a 10 you know like at that moment it was this is this might be it this it, that's exactly where i'm going i remember just sitting in silence walking going back to her house because the date was canceled at that point and at that point it's just who's going to break the silence and 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 i'm getting somewhere with the story i remember going in because i had some stuff maybe i was going to spend the night or something i don't know but i told her i said and it, that was where we were it was going to be make it or break it i think yeah. and i said i'm going to go down and get my stuff but if i walk out of here i said the chances of us of me coming back are not going to be good and i wasn't using that as a threat right what i was saying to her was i need somebody that can go toe to toe with me and reconnect and repair yeah. when we had these types of moments. Yeah. And that was when I knew that we had something special. Yeah. And and I'm curious if something like that in dating, there's always those little moments that I've talked about. Yeah. That was a big moment for me yeah. because I knew that we had compatibility that was sustainable because we repaired that end up and it, you know, and blah, we went on and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I didn't know that at that moment. And it, it was a test that we passed and and it's just those types of moments that i think you end up finding thinking this person could be my quote unquote yeah. soulmate like, like i've not been fighting able, for fighting the, for it and we both yeah. cared about it in the same and, and we were both able to be vulnerable and she created a safe place for me and she probably felt it safe for her you know what i mean but it could have in an instant it could have gone just the opposite and been like you need to fucking get your shit together and when you do call me it could have been like that right and it would have been done you know yeah and and that's it's those types of moments that you got to figure out where your soulmate is yeah well lance i've had those not knock down drag outs but i've had encounters to where i thought okay like mm -hmm. this this is the point where you're, you're gonna step up or like this yes. is i'm not gonna talk like we're done right you know and you know clearly that they've not gone the way i would have thought right. because i thought nope they're not they're not vested they're, they're not interested like i am like there's right no, they're not no yeah there's a I'm lot i'm not going to be the one coming to them coming to them coming to them coming to them like there's a lot of tests going on there isn't there yeah one it usually happens in the beginning so you're kind of like you don't have all the years of, of history that you're going to fight for right it's a here's our first make it or break it you know like are do we have what it takes to go to the next level yeah. you're also you're also testing a lot of things of the hurts and the pains that you've gone through in the past of like you've said i'm not going to be the only one that comes to this relationship that says sorry all the time right and whether that's that was that's that is your experience of whatever happened in the past and it may be different for the other person but it doesn't matter that's how you view life at that point i thought the same thing to me the connection and the reason that it, that moment was so special to me it's like a crossroad it's you a crossroads crossroad. yeah and the reason it was for me was because because i need someone to know that you're not going to walk out on me yeah. that when i make an emotional connection with someone i lock in pretty good because i i want to get to know you yeah. and when when that person then is no longer in my life it's tough even when i know that it's toxic and it's you know my marriage i tried to hold on to it because yeah. for whatever reason deficiency emotionally in me it's important that those people stay in my life because i don't want to break that emotional connection that i've started to invest in you yeah. know and when i knew that she wasn't going to walk out that was that was like mm, i really got something I'm really sure that made you like her even more yes yeah. there was something in the book i i read this 
this book really made an impact on me, the soulmate equation. Cause in the book, you know, I'm reading their interactions, you know, once they, once they matched and they found out they matched and she played super hard to get, like she really wasn't interested, but then, you know, she, the book shared her thoughts. She thought he was very handsome and mm -hmm. but she didn't tell him that. Right. Well, once they started, they both crossed that bridge of, I like you, I like you. Okay. Well, then the relationship took on a whole new beauty and she was so complimentary of him. And I realized, I realized this is a novel, but I remember there was this something in me that I longed for that. I mean, she would uh, come home from work and see him on the couch and run and jump over on his lap and, uh -huh. and kiss him and tell him how handsome he is. And I'm like, wow, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, wow. Like that would be neat to have that experience. Uh huh. Now it's one thing she could have maybe loved. Like, I'm sure there are women that were like, well, I love my husband that much, but I don't do that. Well, then he, then that's fine. That's between you guys. Yeah. I know what I need. You know, I've been married before. Now yeah. I'm single. Next time I get married, I want to be with someone that adores me and does that. When I get home from work, they come run into the door. Just so glad I'm home and right. kissing me. And right. like, literally I'd be like, you're going to be with me. I'm with you forever. Like right. I ain't ever going anywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because I can feel that you adore me. Cause and because you I know, know that I they adore, you, I'm very adoring. You matter to them and they yes. should, right. And they're showing, they're it. showing it. Yeah. That's a big, big, big deal to me. And, it, and it's been, in fact, a couple of people that I've dated in the last couple of years where I'll be honest, I wasn't super overly attracted to them, but, but they adored uh -huh. me so much. Right. That that was so intoxicating. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, man, they really adore me. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to give this a little bit of more. I'm going to give this a chance because gosh, that's what I want. I want someone to just look at me and go, you're just so handsome. It's interesting that you, I go back to your Vanden and you and looking at the four with the 10 and yes. you know, and you, we started this whole thing and, and you and I both know this, right? Like, let's say that you meet a couple, let's say the four and the 10 comes over yeah, and you just see them. There's just a vibe and a dance between you're just like, Wow. Good Lord. Like, man, I, I, I misjudged this one, right? The four and the 10, that was based completely on looks. Yep. But now what do you think? These couple, there's I two see. tens. You like, know what? It, yeah. Like so, he's a fucking interesting dude. But, but what we, but what we, what we start out with is, is that look, right? Like I need a 10, man. I'm, I'm an eight or a 10. I'm, I'm deserving of a 10. I'm going to get, you know, <laughs> but everybody else is like, they don't care if you're a 10 and she's a three or a one or a negative eight. Right. The point is when you guys are together and they see you vibing and dancing and doing the tango together, they're like, man, that's what I want. Exactly what they have. You don't even know what those two couples even looks like in the book. Right. You're just exactly all, you're all of that is. I mean, they could be models. They could be zeros. Right. And fat and everything that you feel like is not on your list. They could be right. But the connection is what's being described that you want. And that's when they become the soulmates. That's, yeah. and I think that's a, that's, that's a big takeaway for, I mean, it's different for me cause I'm married, but right. to me, it's a suggestion to you to, to think about that a little bit, you know, right. like, yes, you've got to be attracted and they're attracted to each other no matter, but, but don't get caught up in what the society, Timmy's a big, you know, Timmy is bigger than life. I need a compatible partner that'll compliment me in bigger than life. People, the bigger than life that people are going to want to see Timmy with is somebody that he vibes with. Yeah. 
And it's like, that is, that's a Timmy Gibson relationship right yes. there. Yeah. Well, the neat thing you, funny, you mentioned that I hadn't even thought about that till right now. I only know what she looks like through his eyes Oh, and I only know what he looks like through her eyes. Oh, that's cool. So, you know, when she's describing him, I'm like, yeah. well, that could be a million different things yeah. right, to different people. Yeah. Right. Cause what it's very is it subjective, very subjective. Yeah. Like, like we've talked about it. What yeah. you think is attractive. What I think is attractive totally. is different though. They're both attractive, right. you know? And, uh, yeah, that's funny. I never thought about that because in my mind, I have an image of what the girl in the book looks like right. from his view and what he looks like from her. And view. I think it's a paradigm shift for males. You that yeah. certain males, some, some guys, they, they, they're just not, that's not where they're spending the majority of their $10. Yeah. But for the guys that are, and they, and they think that that's what there's, a, there's something outside going on you know, of like, I want my buddies to think that my girl is hot. Yeah. Man, that's a, that is a guy thing. It it's a guy like, thing. It? It's a total guy thing. And it's like, but at the end of the day, that's not what we want either. No, we want that. And that's when you look back at any relationship that you, that, that have gone the distance, you know, they met in high school or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not sitting there looking at them anymore and being like, man, that's a 10 and that's a 12, you know, like they're no wonder they got together, but you're like looking at them being like, I want what they have because you're not even, you're not even evaluating them on looks. You're no. totally evaluating them on their connection that they have. Yeah. And, um, and that's cause that's what goes the distance. I mean, the reality is I don't think I've ever seen any, let's just go way out. Let's I've never seen a 90 year old that looked awesome. Right. A 90 year old looks old. Right. You know, uh, one of them ran the race on his 90th birthday. Wow. When he crossed the finish line, we're all just yelling cool. and cheering. And and I, thankfully, I beat him. <laughs> but when he came across the line, I mean, it was just cool. He had a crowd yeah. there that was there with him. And they're like, happy birthday. That's awesome. And I was like, and I told Bill, I was like, dude, I go, Do you hear that? I go, that guy's 90. That's and crazy. he just ran a 10K. That's somebody that's still out living life. I loved it. I just adored that. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted to and i thought this is what my first marriage was going to be is that i was going to be the the uh whoops i thought i was going to be the you know the guy on the front porch swing you know yeah had been married 65 yeah. years um which you know that's all right every time you get married like my next marriage you know this is it like i'm gonna get married one more time and, and that's it um that's the ideal you know you you want that that mm -hmm. notebook type yes. relationship, right? right? But even in that movie, if I've watched it again recently, it's like, man, that thing went, it was topsy turvy and, you know, they broke up and they were mm -hmm. each going their own separate ways. And then, you know, the magic brought them back together. Um, you know, was it magic or just a super deep connection that just pulled them together? Um, but I think, I think what you've said about you and Michelle that coming to that crossroads where someone you felt you know, was reaching for you. Right. You know, and it don't matter if they're a 10 at that point. Yeah. You're you just easy. Like get out of here. Right. You know, but like, I'll put up with this cause you're a 10, you know right. what I mean? Right. You're evaluating things on a whole other level that time at that point, you're all your, all your, uh, vulnerabilities and raw spots and hurts and pains and, and all of that, and all the pride that you had of you're not going to become another person that you were, you know, whatever, all the past is right at that moment. Yeah. And, and something gets unlocked at that point, you know, that's, that's really cool, I think. And, yeah. and it's those moments. And that's the thing that's so hard is for males, I think, is that there's all these other 
male testosterone type things that we try to we try to it comes back to what we said in the beginning we come in with the valuation criteria on how something starts that's not really what we want in the long run yeah you want right. someone that takes care of themselves that they have style they have style and all those things those right. are important to me you know but it but those all all those things just complement the thing that we have in the end and that is just that we have a connection yeah. It's you almost know? like the honey that attracts the bees. What yes. Thing. It's almost like that's the first thing that gets me to like turn and look. Right. But there's so much, so more, much more, so much more that, that needs to happen before then or yes. after then yes. to, to follow that, to solidify the relationship, to, to really ground yeah. it and deepen it. Um, and that's where vulnerability comes in, you know, being willing to, to admit that you were wrong. I mean, that's, I really value that. Uh, that oh. for me, moving yes, like whoever I'm with is going to yeah. be able to apologize uh, and be able to repair and, yeah. and admit their wrongdoing. I, I'm not going to be married to someone that thinks they're perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a heartache just waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you don't, you're, and I know exactly what you're describing. You don't want someone that's like unhealthily self-deprecating that they just don't have any value in themselves. Right. It's that they're, that person you're describing comes with a lot of confidence and, and it's like, no, I I'm wrong. I'm, you know, I didn't, you know, I made you feel a certain way. I didn't want, you know, whatever, like it says what you're describing says a lot more about them broader as a person than just that little narrow. Someone yeah. can say, I'm sorry. And one of the biggest, and you know this cause you're married. I mean, and, and I know this cause I've been married. It, one of the key points in a relationship is the flexibility. It's, it's being able Big to time. move and bend yes. and, and adjust. If you can't pivot, adjust and don't right. get married. Right. comes <laughs> back to that growth first fixed mindset. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Yes. Exactly. It, it's, it's the totally like thrown in reverse, but it, it makes sense here, but it's like the debates I've seen with, you know, atheist versus religious or all these different debates one of the questions that drove the nail in the head is they asked, uh, they asked Bill Nye, the science guy, what, if anything, could change you to believe more of uh -huh. what this creationist believes? Yeah. And he said, evidence. He's like, evidence. Like, I would move yeah. and follow the evidence. Right. And then they asked the creation guy, what would change uh -huh. his mind? He said, nothing. The Bible is the right. true word of God. Nothing. And I thought, you're a moron. Right. You just lost the debate, dude. Yes, yes. You need to not have a fixed mindset. Like, so you mean if you were a flat earther, right. you're going to be flat earther no matter what. If right. I show you a video, there was no or reason picture. to even have a debate. He was fixed in the beginning. When he came in, he was going to walk out the same person. Right. That he totally did. fixed. I, uh, we went to the lake, you know, and, and my daughter, Lake of the Ozarks, isn't lake that a super spreader event? <laughs> it's outdoors though it's a big outdoor place know, <laughs> um but uh you know my daughter rode back we had a lot of great conversation and 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 i told her what's kind of perplexed her and and i said I, and then she was over this last weekend and we were riding somewhere to do something and and i said the same thing and and i said i know that 20 percent of what i believe is wrong and and i said the problem is i just don't know what 20 percent is that 20% is, and right. she, you know, of course she was just like, that kind of intrigued her. She's 18, you know, just graduated high school. And, and she's like, what do you mean? How do you, you know, like, cause she's thinking, well, how, you know, if, if, why do you think 20% of what you're like, people that have gone through life a little bit, they know that 
some things they believed at the moment were right, but they were wrong in the end. And there's a lot of things they believe are right and, and are right, but there's 20% out there. And I told her, I said, it's nothing magical about the number, but it's a but sign of intelligence. It's a sign of intelligence that you realize that you navigate life knowing that, that you don't know it all and you got to have a growth mindset. And that's the thing that I'm trying to teach her. Right. And, 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 you know, to transition it back to the, the uh, soulmates thing, you know, just that I, I, I would have, you know, been more about like maybe 20% of what I had right and was 80% wrong, you know, <laughs> you know, and, and I need to be on the lookout and, you know, all the time and learning and all those types of things. And, and that's what I think is the difference. If just, you know, realizing that, that I had, that there's some things about life and picking a mate and all those things that I, that I realize are wrong. And, and I've got to be open to knowing that it could be any of the thought, the 100% catalog of thoughts that I have in my thought, my catalog right now, it could be any, it's not like I know that these are facts and these, it could be any of that. And, right. and you got to realize that that's the case about relationships and go into it with that mindset that, that 20% is, which random thought, but I like my friend, Brian and Jen's, um, analogy they did on their podcast, which when you get into the fight, you know, that it's like one of you doesn't have to, it's like, well, you did this wrong. It's like, I, I tried it the other day where someone, I said, you know, I'm probably 60% wrong in this and I, you're probably 40% wrong. It just, it just gives you a little yeah. bit of culpability on both sides of it. And yeah. you realize that you both have areas to grow in. And if you want to become soulmates, you can definitely do it. Yeah. You just got to work at it and create it. Well, and John Gottman, who's like the master. Of, oh, I know. You know. I love Gottman. Yeah. He had a lot of great books he's written, but uh, in one of his books, one of the points that he made about what's important in a relationship is to be able to be influenced by each other. Oh, Meaning, right. You know, Michelle can influence you. Yeah, you that's a great her, point. Yeah. Rather than just one influences the other. And that's Spot it, on. Which that's... I think is the growth or fixed. Yes. If you're fixed, it's no, I'm here to teach you. Yeah, that's a great point. Growth me. is I'm going to learn from you. You're going to learn from me. We're, we value each yeah. other equally. Yeah. Not, you know, yeah, I'm going to teach Lance a few things. Right. Well, no way. You can't have that. I mean can have that attitude yeah that's not a growth attitude yeah i have room to grow i just had a, a actually I had a really healthy conversation with my parents today i had a I had a cancellation uh, appointment cancellation so i uh, went to stop by to see them uh -huh. and uh had just a really good conversation you know just because they're super religious still and right and i'm not and you know they've accepted me and we've had some good conversations and and i and that's what i told them i, I said guys i said you know i said here's I said, here's where I'm at. Cause we're talking about, we talked about Joan and the big fish okay. and, and you know, they like, no, that happened. <laughs> and I said, well, I said, you know, the Bible does say that I said, but you know, it could be an allegory or no, it's, you know, and I said, I said, guys, come on, just think about it. I said, do you honestly think that everything that you think about God and the universe and the Bible, do you think you're right? Like a hundred percent, everything that you think is, is correct. And I just kind of looked at him like, like, please don't, please don't say that you do because that right. that just be terrible. Right. And they, they finally kind of understood where I came from. Cause I told them, I said, well, I don't believe Jonah was swallowed by a whale, but maybe sure. I said, but you guys are no, he was, and there is no maybe. And I said, right. that's what I struggle with. Yeah. I said, that's where I'm struggle. Yeah. And then I told the build my science guy thing. I said, yeah. you know, you don't want to be the one that looks incredibly ignorant to say, nothing's going to change my mind. I am firmly fixed on something that you shouldn't be right. firmly fixed on because nobody actually knows. Right. Um, I said, so, you know, it, it, I said, all I'm all that I encourage you guys, I said, you guys continue to be Christians, continue to be 
exactly like you are. I promise I'm not trying to make you think like me. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I said, but I'm just trying to get you to be, to at least be growth mindset and open to the idea of maybe right. some of your interpretation could be wrong. Right. Maybe. Right. And I said, if you just have that attitude, I said, it makes all the difference in how we communicate. Yeah. Because you're not telling me like what it is. Exactly. Like what it is. Yeah. Because you don't know. You right. think you know. And right. by faith, you think you know. But you don't actually right. know. I right. said, so let's, let's, I said, that would really help our conversations yeah. Because well, it doesn't shut either side out of the conversation at that right. point. If you're wrong, then you're basically just being shut out until you agree with them. Right. But what you're describing is is maybe is that it allows people to be in dialogue. Right. And so back to soulmates, one of the things, and we'll close this with because I know a lot of singles listen to our podcast, and and you know a lot of them are, are similar to me. Well, similar to me because they're single, but similar like you know they want a partner, they want a significant other, they want to spend their life with someone. The one thing that I'm learning currently is to slow my roll, not be worried about it, live my life, um, do what I love, knowing that others that love the same things will be around. So, yep. but the other thing is it walk the walk, you know, like walk with someone, hang out, you know, don't, don't just right. write someone off for whatever reason, like, you know, Give them a chance right. until it's a clear, like, yeah, no, I, this would just be a waste of my time. There's no interest. Right. I think we do so much swipe left, swipe right, swipe, 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 swipe. And we don't give anybody a chance. I guarantee you there are people I've swiped left on, left on. Yeah. That had I met them in person or sure. on the 10 K run. Right. And talked to them for three miles. I would have been like, you know what? Right. I, I'm very interested in you. Yeah. Because the attraction can grow. Yes. But if you're looking just for an attraction or a connection from a picture and a bio, <laughs> <laughs> right. It just takes more than that. Yeah. And be willing to give more than that. Yeah. You know, be willing to. Yeah. You're, you're basically bit. looking online and in dating just to, to you're looking for that 30% of just default compatibility that you have to have to get it started. Yep. You know, if, if they're into wine and going out and partying and you hate that, then obviously you're missing on that. So, but, but the rest of the 70% after that is all up to you to create it. Yeah. So, so. you create, I, I believe you create your own soulmate. Within, I totally like, agree. I believe you and you and Michelle are becoming soulmates, meaning, you know, it wasn't yes. like this magical God created Michelle and God right. created Lance. And, and it only stays at that status. The as, as we keep working at it, Absolutely. the one of one of us, the moment one of us steps out of it and, you know, kind of backs off that you're that you're then it you lose one of the the mates out of it. Yeah. Well, coming full circle to what you started this whole when we started, you started with this about the con contract. You know, every yeah. three years we're going to renew right. it. Right. Well, I will continually work on myself. You're going to continue, you know, my partner. She'll continually work on herself, and together we yes. are because yeah, I mean, uh, you know, back to the football thing. You know, Patrick Mahomes got that deal, but if he just started like. Oh, not caring and not showing up late, oh, not yeah. putting in the he energy. He had bigger dreams. Right. Yeah. He, he's yeah, working hard. He's working hard. He wants championships and things just, and you want wet ink on that contract metaphorically every three years or whatever it is. It goes, I'm going to end it with this because this is a punchline. It goes back to, we've all seen it. The people that are married, they get out of shape. Guy gets a beer gut mm -hmm. all this stuff, hair on his neck, yada, yada, yada. And his, you know, ex, she looks, however, they get divorced 
She gets a boob job, gets her teeth fixed, starts right. working out. Yep. He starts working out, updates his wardrobe, gets a Corvette. Grows a goatee. <laughs> that, that is, yes. I have an opinion about that because it's like. Right. Had you so done now all that, that you're back out on to be picked up by another team, you're going to get your crap together. Yeah. So another team would be interested in you. Exactly. Why didn't you want your mate to be anyway? I know we'll end it right there. Good Guys, you, happy hunting. Good seeing you too, man.